Hey everybody, this is Pat Torpy from Mr. Big, and you're listening to Music Mania. Get ready for some screaming heavy metal! We rock! But the evil that men do... ...lives on. We gonna bang your You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here is your host, Clint Schweitzer. Thank you once again for joining me here on the Music Mania Podcast. I am your host, Clint Schweitzer, and I tell you what, special show this week as I was uh, able to head up the Ted Nugent Show here at Bonner Springs, Kansas. Um, this past week, and what a great time it was. Able to catch up with bass player Greg Smith, blood brother Greg Smith, on a run of bassists here on the Music Mania Podcast. We've had Phil Susan from Last in Line, from Ozzy, from Rating the Rock Vault. Then it was Marco Mendoza, another former Ted Nugent band member of the Dead Daisies and Whitesnake. And now this week, it is um, definitely our pleasure to, to welcome back Greg Smith, who was on the show on the phone last year. This time, we were able to catch up in person um, uh, on uh, the tour bus backstage after the Ted Nugent concert. Ted Nugent played to a packed crowd. I mean, over 10,000 people at this amphitheater here, um, Sandstone Amphitheater. I believe now it's called Providence Medical Center Amphitheater. Always be uh, Sandstone to those of us that grew up here in the Kansas City area. But uh, Ted Nugent played in front of 10,000 people. Of course, uh, Great White, Jack Russell's Great White, and uh, Blue Oyster Cult also on the bill. So uh, it was cool to see that many people show up. I know Ted tours uh, typically every summer. Uh, last year, he played at a smaller venue, uh, packed that. Now here uh, at, uh, at Providence Medical Center Amphitheater, and, and just a tremendous show. And Greg Smith, a good friend of our show, coming back on to talk about uh, you know playing with Alice Cooper. Uh, he, of course, was appeared in the movie Wayne's World, playing with a guy like Tommy James, uh, you know, Kind of just a renaissance uh, guy as, a, as far as a bass player. He's not always played with Dawkins. He's played with Blue Oyster Cult. He's played with Rainbow. Talked to him about Richie Blackmore and uh, kind of um, the Deep Purple being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Richie not being there. Greg knows a lot of people. He has some really good stories, so it was cool to catch up with him. We're going to go to that interview in just a minute, but we want to thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing, and thank you for checking out our sponsor, CD Warehouse in Gladstone, Missouri, 22 years strong. A staple of the Northland. Uh, anything you need from CDs, vinyls, DVDs, uh, used, new, you got it, all there. Randy Ringer at CD Warehouse in Gladstone. And again, uh, get out and see some shows this summer, man. This has been a huge run for me. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a heck of a summer. I've seen so many concerts. My head's spinning. I've been on the road. I've uh, been in, on vacations to uh, L.A. and Vegas, and, and now back uh, for the uh, for the remainder of the summer. And uh, coming up, I still have uh, I still have uh, Guns N' Roses down in Little Rock on the docket. Going to be checking that out on August 5th, so down at War Memorial Stadium. So that'll be a blast. Uh, I still got Lionel Richie coming up. That's going to be a good one. We got Kicks coming in. I haven't seen Kicks. Going to be great to catch up with those guys. Uh, I love Kicks. One of my favorite bands from the 80s, man. I love uh, Midnight Dynamite, Blow My Fuse. Uh, great stuff from, from them. And then uh, Lionel Richie coming up at the end of the summer. We got Dead Daisies coming up. Alice Cooper. A lot of big things, a lot of big interviews still to come here on the Music Mania podcast. So we're going to get to my backstage interview with Greg Smith right after this. 
If you miss the experience and atmosphere of an old-school record store, then visit CD Warehouse in Gladstone. Your one-stop shop for CDs, vinyl, T-shirts, and more. We just moved downstairs from our previous location, so visit us at 2504 Northeast 57th Terrace in Kansas City, Missouri. Or call 816-455-2130. CD Warehouse, 22 years strong in North Kansas City, Missouri. And don't forget, we buy, sell, and trade. (laughs) Well... (laughs) <laughs> I had to sneak this equipment into the show, by the way, and this is like the eighth time I've had to do this, and it's always sort of sketchy. Like, they never yeah. quite get down. They're like, ah, oh, you know, they didn't want you? this time. Yeah, like, I'm like, you know, um, eventually they just well, you know what? realize. They, wa- they wanted me over here, and I said, well, I'm, t- I'm, I'm the bass player, so actually if I had a gun, it would be allowed. <laughs> exactly. Now, if it's like Heartless or someone, the drummers are the ones you can't trust. But speaking of Jason Heartless, though, I mean, hard hitter. Yeah. Where, where did you where did you find this kid? I mean, he's, he's like ten years younger than me, and so that now we're he's, he's twenty two years yeah, old. Yeah, that's crazy. Twenty two years old. Um, his band opened up for us in two thousand fourteen when he was nineteen. A band called Pistol Day Parade, and um, I remember know, that band. I yeah, saw you guys you out here at the Uptown. Sure, that was a great. Sure. I liked that band a lot. That's right. That's right. We played here. Yeah. Um, and he was a, a great drummer. He was just one of those. It's probably one of those kids that was like a YouTube sensation at seven. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, um. Yeah, the, the kid was a great player, and when Ted uh, was looking for somebody, he came recommended, and uh, Ted flew um, him out to Texas, flew me out to Texas. We jammed literally about three songs in some little garage studio, and he was like, yeah, man, that's, that's it. That's what I'm looking for. Okay, good. And so, like, I'm like, I flew all this way just to, let's let's at least, you know. A couple more songs? More, yeah, come on, let's play some <laughs> Hendrix shit or something, you know, whatever. Oh. Um, but that was it, man. He knew what he wanted, and he had it, and that was it. I mean, you, was, I was on a plane the next day back home. <laughs> you've done so much, but Ted has played with so many great musicians. We yeah. talked about Marco Mendoza, who we had on last week. I mean, from uh-huh. from Tommy Clufados to Tommy Aldridge to yep. Barry Sparks, so, some of the great players he's played with. And this band right here seems so solidified. You've been in here for quite a while. Just w- My 11th year. That's insane. I might be the longest-lasting band member. We gotta look that up. I think that might be true. Gotta look that up. Is that up. good or bad? Does that mean? I don't know. It might mean I, I might get fired next year. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's eleven years in. I mean, in the show, and here, here at this show, I and mean, we're we're backstage here at the Providence Medical Center Amphitheater. I can't even say that because this is growing up here. This is Sandstone Amphitheater. You guys, right, you, right. you played here in probably many incarnations and oh, many. I'm ba- sure. I think you played here with Dawkins at one I, point. I, 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 Probably did. I'm you know? pretty sure. Like, probably Alice Cooper. And you when know. you hit these venues, is it like you kind of remember? Oh, I remember this, or is it just like you just so some many places? Dates? Some places I remember. Um, if I get there early enough, you know, and, and wander around, I, I can remember certain things, you know. But uh, um, I didn't get here early enough, you know. By the time I got here, crowd was coming in, and because sometimes I'll walk out and I'll, I'll notice something out front or, or out, you know, yeah. or, or like one of the where the uh, concessions are or something that looks familiar, you know, but uh, I didn't get the chance to do that today. Well, what a, what a show. I mean, we had uh, kind of a strange uh, show for, for this tour because you had Great White on it, Jack Russell's Great White, uh-huh. and Blue Oyster yeah, Cult, yeah. so it was kind of a, well, kind of a big deal. Well, I played with Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah, that's right. You had, you know? Back in 95, so, I think. 95. You, yeah. uh, um, I did their summer tour in 95. and uh, So you're officially linked to every band that's ever existed, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Like the I'm, eight degrees. I'm still waiting on the Jimmy Page yeah. thing, man, you know? <laughs> we'll get you there. Still waiting on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's great with, to see. Play them. with David Coverdale course, sometime. We'll my uh, my uh, uh, buddies Jules and uh, and Danny, 
who are the drummer and bass player of uh, a Blue Oyster Cult. They're my Long Island friends from way back. I mean, I grew up in Long Island, you know, and uh, I remember those guys from the clubs and always great to see them, you know. Yeah, and this, you know, like like Ted says, every summer you guys are out here doing this. this is your lo- you, yep. ever, you ever have a summer off? You ever been yes, to a lake yeah, or on yeah. vacation? Um, or <laughs> we, we didn't tour in 2009 and we didn't tour in 2015. And uh, I was actually out those summers with Happy Together, you know, the Turtles and a bunch of other oldie bands. Of course, because of course you play with yeah. Tommy James. Play with Tommy James and the Shondells. That's amazing. Been with him 16 years. That's insane. And he's so great. Just a legend yeah, himself. Yeah. I think he's actually Great younger guy. than Ted. Can we go there? Uh, no, he's actually one year old. Okay, I knew it was close because Tommy older. was a little yeah. younger than I than I thought he would be. Yeah, t- taking him back to those he's, days like Moni Moni. He, he just turned seventy. That's insane. And Ted's still so, sitting not yeah, I remember, seventy yet. I remember uh, years ago uh, when I first started with Ted. You know, I asked. I said, "Hey, man, you know." Tommy James is a Michigan boy. You're a Michigan boy. Did you guys ever run together or hang together back in the day? And he goes, well, you know, no, I never did. He goes, how old is that guy? You know, and I told him at the time how old he was, and it's a year older than Ted. He goes, tell that old son of a bitch I said hello. <laughs> oh, we're still waiting for that tour. Could you pull double duty? That'd be a great, that'd be a cool, a cool Motor City tour. But, I, you know. Well, you know what? Uh, Ted's got an unlikely uh, um, uh, a fan, Gary Puckett, from the Union Gap last year. Um wasn't last year year before no yeah last year before coming out and doing the ted tour i did two weeks out on the happy together tour before starting and uh, gary puckett was part of that so when i split i was like hey gary it's been a pleasure man you know you're a great performer and uh, yeah. you know i grew up listening to you it's such a pleasure to play those wonderful songs and he what are you doing i said well i'm going out to do the ted nugent tour he goes tell ted i love him and everything he stands for <laughs> I said, I will do that. He goes, also tell him I love Birdland guitars. Gibson Birdland, man. So I come out. I said, hey, Ted, you have an unlikely fan, uh, Gary Puckett. He goes, of course he loves me. He's a smart man. <laughs> it's You always wonder, like, because, you know, you played with Ellis Cooper, and we've had, like, every Ellis Cooper band member on, and they mm-hmm. always say the same thing. He's he's literally a, a character on stage. He's just... Yep. Di- but I, I don't think, for Ted, that maybe the, there is no, There's no difference. Character. There that's, is no character. That's the same guy. And yeah. you know, and playing with them, and you know, you're you're such a, a groovy bassist yourself, if I can use that term. I mean, well, thanks. Um, I, lo- I love your style. You know, I love just bassists that play with their fingers. That's kind of the simple, simple mm-hmm. way to put it as a non-musician. Except for stranglehold. <laughs> well, they, that, well, I don't think anyone would want to attempt that. Uh, with when, that. when I first started in the band, he goes stranglehold with a pick, right? I went whatever you want, boss. <laughs> well, he's so improvisational. What's it like for for the band? I mean, you and you and Jason, when he just in the middle of a song, he just goes off, and it's just these different well, melodies. And he, well, for instance, don't don't. Don't tread on me. That, yeah, that was a new thing. And you're you just, like, you know, okay, let's, play let's along. Go. It's an A. I can do this. <laughs> you know, I've heard it, and I, I like that though. But but I, I got used to that playing with Rainbow. You know, you never knew when Richie was going to bust into a Hendrix song or or just uh, you know uh, an old Deep Purple song. Or you just kind of had to be prepared and, and know it. You know, and um, so yeah, I got used to that, and it, it's it's I like it. It kind of keeps you on your toes, you know. Yeah, I always like the element of danger, you know. <laughs> you got you got plenty of that. W, you talk about about Richie, and I mean, he's talked like he, he might play a show with Deep Purple. He might do one more. Like he's he he wasn't well, there for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which I thought was unfortunate yeah, for the yeah, fans. I'm just yeah. glad the band's I in. I agree. Rainbow's kind of getting back going as well, but. Yep. What do you, I mean, you know Richie at least a little bit. I don't think anyone knows him well. Well, yeah, I, mean, I got along really well with him. Uh, I was in the band three years, and uh, well, actually, 94, 97, so uh, three plus. But, um, you know, I lived in Long Island at the time uh, in, in a town called Amityville. I'm sure you've heard of that town. I have. Yeah. Um, actually, the only, thing, the only thing scary about Amityville is the property taxes. You know, no ghosts. That's what D. Snyder <laughs> said. Yeah. Did he say that? Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. Okay, he didn't, you know, he's not far from there either. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, 
anyway, uh, um, I used to go out to dinner at least three times a week with Richie, and uh, we, we got along really great. Um, but, yeah, you know, uh, um, I'm glad he's doing what he's doing. Uh, he's, you know, he's always been into that medieval stuff, and, um, you know, good for him, man. I just hope he's happy. I, I'm sure he is, and... I mean, of all these things you've done, though, and I, you know your career, you know going back, and I, you know, I knew who you were starting with uh, the Alice Cooper band. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had a lot of musicians on that say that "Hey Stupid" is their favorite '80s hair metal Alice Alice wow. Cooper album. You know, it's my second behind Constrictor, yeah. but I'm weird. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, but yeah, I mean, well, going actually, back to it then, came out in '91. Yeah, so well, was... <laughs> "Hey Stupid" was '91, and yeah. uh, Constrictor I think was '86. Yeah. So, but yeah, you were you were in there back then. And well, just, I, I didn't play on the album. Um, I, I did later. the tour. I did the tour for that. You know, uh, actually, I think uh, wow, there's a bunch of different bass players who played on that album. I know Nikki Six Six played on a couple songs because Pete Friesen uh, was he, on guitar. At that Hugh point. McDonald played on some yeah. some stuff. I think. Um, I think the, Hugh McDonald played on Hey Stupid. Okay, but by the time Wayne's World rolled around, which is what's important, yeah, there was great stuff. I, I was that's there. what's <laughs> yeah. that's so you're the recognized bassist right. of that era. So yeah. obviously, and then on into the Last Temptation, and yeah. on into God, you did the uh, you know Brutal Planet, Dragon Town. Those were like very right. progressive. Well, I did the Brutal Planet tour, Dragon Town, um, uh, uh, Brutal Planet. The, the the producer Barb Marlette wanted to play bass, so when uh, Dragon Town came around, actually Alice himself told Bob that he wanted me to play bass, and I, I appreciate that, you know. Um, so, you know, I, I got to play bass on that. It was kind of funny because I got the, the demos for it, and, uh, you know, I came up with my own parts and stuff like that, and I was really looking forward to it. Then I get there, and Bob, apparently, I guess Bob wasn't too happy that I was playing bass. <laughs> and he goes, all right, what are you going to do? I was actually use that bass that, that oh, I played yeah, tonight, yeah. that it's old Fender bass. Precision bass. And um, he says, all right, you're going to tune that E string down to C, and I want you to play everything on that string. I went, you're kidding. That's what that album sound. The sound yeah. of it was so down tuned, so, though it was a different sound. And so, t still to this day, I, I played on every song except for two, because I think they changed the keys, and then Bob played bass on it after I left or something. I don't remember the exact scenario, but still to this day, unless I look at the credits, I don't know what I played on right. because it's not really my style of playing. You know? Oh yeah, and it was so different. And those but I, I'm were different. very happy that I played on it. And my whole thing was after I got there and realized that I was going to be able to do my thing, I realized well. Somebody's going to play on this album. It might as well be me. And you know, the, the important thing is that you get the check for you know? it. I guess well, that, the check clear. And you know, what was really cool. Mm -hmm. They they had me out there for uh, I think it was over a week, and um, they they gave me the choice of getting a hotel that they paid for, or they'd give me the money for the hotel. They got me a car, and um, I finished the album in two days. And I hung hung out with a buddy of mine in Marina del Rey the whole rest of the time. So it was uh, almost awesome. like a. Record for a couple of days and then vacation. Woohoo! Because <laughs> you live out in Pennsylvania now, right? I'm in Pennsylvania and now. That, yeah, just it's, living the dream. I love it. I've got a hundred year old farmhouse, and oh, uh, you know yeah. it's on a creek. I got a barn that I turned into a studio. It's nice and quiet. I mean, I grew up in the shadow of New York City, right. in, in Valley Stream, New York, um, twenty minutes from New York City. You know, uh, it was completely insane when growing up. You know, hanging out with this guy right here next to you. <laughs> you said you had some stories. <laughs> Now's a good time to. No, you don't want to know those stories. He's not Mike. I'm not so. sure if the statute of limitations <laughs> is up. <laughs> You're in a different state. There's a lot of, you know... There's a reason he lives in Omaha. I, I don't think Kansas... <laughs> Kansas doesn't extradite. You guys would be okay. <laughs> but they live in the quiet life. Just, I mean... But, you know, every summer... And, and of course, you tour with Tommy James. I don't, I don't know uh -huh. how many dates uh, he does a year, but... Um, actually, at, at the end of this tour, I'm uh, I'm flying to Las Vegas right from our last gig to do a, a gig with Tommy in, in Las Vegas. Oh, so. were you guys playing there? Yeah. I was just uh, I just the Golden Nugget. Okay, uh, well, yeah. 
yeah, that's kind of mm-hmm. a little famous. Yeah, I definitely know yeah. that venue. I just came from uh-huh. there. Saw, you know, we were talking about earlier. I met Fel Susan, met the, uh, you know, Rating the Rock Vault guys. They do a great yeah, show out there. Yeah. And uh, oh, they play the Golden Nugget. They play at um, Hard Rock now. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, and yeah, uh, yeah. then last in line with Vinny Apice. Yeah. And yeah. those guys, they played uh, Vamped, which was an awesome show. Keeping, I mean, yeah. I don't know if you ever knew if you knew Ronnie James Dio at all. Of course, Ronnie those guys, was a very close friend of mine. And those guys I, I keep that dearly. alive, man. Yeah. They really do. Andrew yeah. Freeman does a good job yep. on the vocals. I no agree. One, I really saw them in Italy. I was uh, I was playing uh, played the Frontiers Festival a few a couple of years ago. Yeah, and, and um, you know, I, I got to see them, and uh, I th- I thought they were great. They they do a great job. No, no I, I actually to... reached out to uh, um, you know, Vivian. Yeah. A little too late, you know. The thing is, Jimmy Jimmy Bain was a friend of mine too, you know, and and yeah. when he passed, I mean, it, it hit me hard. It hit everybody hard in the rock and roll business. Sure. And, and I thought, well, you know, since I'd played with Rainbow and stuff like that, uh. You know, I'd like to do his job justice, and I waited because I didn't feel right about like, you know, calling and going, "Hey, man, I'll do the gig." You know, but apparently a lot of people did. Right. You know, including um, Phil, who we just talked to. And yeah, well, I don't know. Gig. I don't know how he he got it or right. anything, and nothing against Phil. Sure, I, I, sure. I think he's a great player and, and he's a great guy. Um, but I waited a little too long, I think, <laughs> to reach out to to Vivian. You know. Yeah. Um, and offer my uh, services. You know, because I just didn't feel right about doing something like that. You know, I mean. I don't want to get a gig because somebody passes away, especially a friend. You and know? He, on two, like on during the Monsters of Rock mm-hmm. crew on the show, and that's just and it's it, awful. Oh, it's awful, and that, yeah. just deaths. Too many, too many of those. But too many. It's yep. sobering for me, mm-hmm. you know, as a fan, because it's when you realize like your heroes aren't going to be around forever. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Oh, we have. We have Mr. A, Mr. Mr. Heartless <laughs> walked in here, and he. Uh, would be welcome to, to join if we had another beer, another Mex- whatever this Mexican IPA is he, we're enjoying actually, right he, now. He doesn't drink. Oh, good guy. He and Ted both are probably hanging out right now. <laughs> leaves, leaves more for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Jason, I, I saw you in Pistol Day Parade when you guys opened. Great band. Love that band. I downloaded a bunch of that stuff for free illegally after we saw you guys. So. Uh-oh. <laughs> that's, it's, it's, that's a sign of, of respect these days. You downloaded my stuff. Awesome. For free. Rip-off artist. But, uh, no, great show tonight, guys. And, you well, know, what, you, what, the, what this 10-digit man means, you see what it means to so many people. And I think over 10,000 here tonight. I mean, that's. It was a packed house, man. It was, uh, it was a great crowd, you know. So, great to see. Beautiful it. night here in Kansas City. And well, Bonner Springs. Right. Yeah. This Bonner, is this, Bonner Springs City. If you're not familiar with Kansas City, this whole thing is kind of confusing. It's like yeah. Kansas City, Bonner Springs. You know, Kansas City, Kansas. Kansas yeah. City, Missouri. It's all it's right. all one and the same, but hey. Either way, it's good barbecue. It's good barbecue. Hope you guys can get some of that. Hope you guys can uh, at least relax <laughs> a little bit. As the uh, you know, last year the theme was make it great again, take it back. Is what yeah. Ted said. This year mm-hmm. the theme is sort of like kind of a exhaling a bit in victory. Maybe this is just sort of some symbolism in the show this year. You know, I, I suppose so. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, um, you know, things are. I mean, t- especially today, he just, you know, his grandson was born today, mm-hmm. so he's. Uh, you know, over the over the moon with a uh, happiness, and I don't know if you saw he had an open kind of an open letter to his grandson on Facebook, which is yes. just spectacular. Yeah, you know? and I see his Facebook I actually, live videos. I, I think I want to print that out and make my daughter read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and don't get me wrong, my daughter's a great kid, but you know, it's just stuff she should never forget. There are certain know? things as Americans that you know what we should all be able to unify under. I think Ted yeah. stands for a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. And, hey, what a great show! Greg, you're you're one of my favorite bass players. Well, thank on, you, on Planet man. Earth, man. This is we've had a run of bass players here on the Music Mania podcast. We'll make a run at Jason Heartless next, man. Yeah, he man. Hard. What a great drummer he is. What a great addition. Tom, you know, following in the vein of Tommy Aldrich, Tommy Clufado, so many great drummers in this Ted Nugent band. Of course, Mick Brown. If, you know, 
consider him one. I like. I'm a, I'm a Mick Brown fan. I, I love. He has more energy than me. I'm 32 I love, years I love old. <laughs> Mick is. Uh, <laughs> he's a, a, a an amazing human being and and drummer in. Uh, so many ways, you know. One of my closest friends, and, and uh, I love him dearly. Hey, yeah. Greg, and I'm, a lot. I'm happy he's busy and doing well. Yeah, you know? yeah, so. great guy. Hey, Greg, thanks so much for for joining us. It's been a pleasure. My pleasure, man. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Anytime. You bet. Thank you to Blood Brother Greg Smith uh, joining us once again and uh, having me back on, uh, having me on his tour bus after the show. Uh, um, had some like Mexican IPA beer. Never experienced that, you know. But I was so thirsty. Like, I didn't want to move during the show where, uh, you know, Greg left us, was kind enough to leave us some tickets pretty close up there. And it was one of those deals that, like, where the uh, front of the venue was, you kind of had to go through this line every time. If you wanted to go to the bathroom or get a drink, you had to go through this line and show your ticket. And it was just kind of a mess. So I, I just kind of wanted to stay put. So I, I was uh, thirsty. And when you're thirsty, you get a Mexican IPA tastes pretty good. So, uh, you know, no, no complaints there. It was great to, great to be back. Great to see Ted Nugent. You, whether you agree with Ted or not, one of the great uh, rhythm guitar players of all time. Just to watch him and the way he en- engages an audience, the way he talks. I mean, he's over the top. And that's Ted. Everybody knows that. But uh, he's got the chops. The band is great. With Jason Hartless also on drums. What a what a player he is. 22-year-old kid. They found him in the band Pistol Day Parade. He, you know, Ted Nugent's always had probably the best rhythm section in rock. You think back to the days where he had Tommy Aldridge, Marco Mendoza. He's had Tommy Clufados, uh, to Barry Sparks. Some really good players have been in this band uh, over the years. And now uh, this band is very solidified and do, just doing great. You got to be really uh, happy for this Jason Heartless kid getting out. Uh, what a chance that he's getting to uh, perform. And it was great to see my buddy Jack Russell. I'll tell you what, Jack Russell of Jack Russell's Great White, they brought it out there, man. There was a big crowd showed up early to see them. Cool to see Jack. Uh, you know, He's moving around better. He's sounding better than I've ever seen him. He looks great. He's been sober for two years. We've had him on this show a couple times and I was uh, wanted to catch an interview with him, but uh, time just wouldn't allow it. I tell you what, he was meeting fans. Uh, signing autographs, taking pictures backstage. So I wanted to let him do that. I wanted to uh, allow time for, for fans to come and meet him. So, you know, I shook his hand and said hi and uh, and moved on. But it was really good to see him do that. And Blue Oyster Cult always doing their things. I'll tell you what, Blue Oyster Cult's not like a band that I delve into, you know, really deeply. But those hits, Godzilla, Burning For You, and Don't Fear The Reaper, those come off huge. They, they still sound great. Props to Bloister Cult. They were they uh, definitely made uh, you know made an impression that night too. And uh, of course Ted Nugent rounding it off. And uh, what a great time it was. Want to thank Greg Smith for joining us. Want to thank CD Warehouse for sponsoring. Guys, hit that uh, subscribe button on iTunes or YouTube, and um, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook. Music Mania Podcast. Always willing to uh, interact with you guys. Uh, any ideas you have for shows, I am always up for it. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Music Mania Podcast. Once again, see you next time. <laughs>